Hello, you're listening to Rev Brad and the Soccer Chaplains United podcast from the Touchline. Today is Spy Wednesday. In the days of Holy Week, which lead up to Easter, from the biblical account, we know that tonight is the night when Judas sold Jesus out for 30 pieces of silver. We look at betrayal in the Bible and in football when we return. He's found the space and he's found the back of the net. Just a little off foot thinking he's going to go far post. Not strong enough with his right hand. Whips that one in. Far post almost made him in and they have. He has the hat trick. The second in his career. The third of the night. The hat trick hero. Talked about you're not going to be able to sustain that kind of pressure. the corner, goes towards the near post, and you're the angle, and what a goal! What a goal! A recent athletic article headline grabbed my attention a couple weeks ago. Aubameyang drove away as Arsenal teammates warmed down after Spurs win. Aubameyang, the prolific striker and club captain for Arsenal Football Club in England's Premier League, had been late for the team's pregame meeting in their match against Tottenham Hotspur and was subsequently benched by manager Miguel Arteta. Despite warming up throughout the game, Aubameyang didn't see the field, and with his teammates coming away with a big win, one can imagine his disappointment. Aubameyang skipped the post-match warm-down that's typically expected of unused substitutes, and according to the article, his Ferrari engine could be heard echoing throughout Emirates Stadium as he raced away into the night. As a chaplain, I've seen this before. A disgruntled player... Frustrated when the manager makes an example or executes out on team discipline plans, it can be a blow to the ego. Humiliating to be reduced to sprints and jogs to finish out the night not having been a part of a team's success. But what do you think? Did Aubameyang betray his teammates? Was it his lateness to the match? Or was it his driving away right after? Betrayal happens in football. Much like it happened to Jesus some 2,000 years ago. Jesus and his disciples, his teammates, were betrayed by Judas' actions on a night like this one. We read this in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 26, verses 14 through 16. Then one of the twelve, the one called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and asked, What are you willing to give me if I deliver him over to you? So they counted out for him thirty pieces of silver. From then on, Judas watched for an opportunity to hand him over. 30 pieces of silver. Scholars note that the amount that was offered for Jesus' betrayal was really just a modest sum of money. In fact, it's interesting, the price of making restitution for a slave killed by an animal back in the early days of Israel was 30 shekels of silver. It seems, though, unlikely that Judas is motivated by the money. Truth is, it didn't amount to very much, and, you know, we don't see Judas negotiating for more. Maybe there's some different reasons for this. But it certainly pales in comparison to who Jesus was and how badly the religious leaders, those chief priests, wanted to trap and destroy Jesus. You know, maybe we can all think of someone who betrayed, maybe it's even us, for less. Maybe a teammate a fellow coach, a colleague, someone threw you under the bus to save their own skin in a particular situation or a particular moment. What have those moments of betrayal looked like for you? What's been the most difficult betrayal moment that you've experienced yourself? 
Or what's been the worst betrayal you've ever done? Maybe to a schoolmate, maybe to a friend, maybe to a spouse or partner. Well, we read later on in Matthew 26, verses 47 through 56, how Jesus' betrayal went down. It says this, While he was still speaking, Jesus, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived. With him was a large crowd armed with swords and clubs, sent from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. Jesus replied, Do what you came for, friend. Then the men stepped forward, seized Jesus, and arrested him. With that, one of Jesus' companions reached for his sword, drew it out, and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Put your sword back in its place, Jesus said to him. For all who draw the sword will die by the sword. Do you think I cannot call on my father, and he will at once put at my disposal more than twelve legions of angels? But how then would the scriptures be fulfilled that say it must happen in this way? In that hour, Jesus said to the crowd, Am I leading a rebellion that you have come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I sat in the temple courts teaching, and you did not arrest me. But this has all taken place that the writings of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples deserted him and fled. A betrayal. Sealed with a kiss. It's over the top. I I don't know about you, but if I saw one of my teammates betray, I don't know, the team captain or my best friend or the master like Jesus, it wouldn't sit well with me and I'd be drawing swords too. We, We read in Luke's gospel account that Jesus actually healed the servant whose ears was cut off. But let's get to the tough part. How do you and I respond to betrayal? Do we respond as Jesus responds? He doesn't fight. He doesn't resist. He takes it on the cheek, literally. I can't say that I act the same way. I recently learned some details about a betrayal in my own life. And even though it's years later, as I learn the truth about a transition, the lies that were said, the plots, the scheming, if I'm honest, it's painful and I really want to strike back. You know, if you've been in football for any time, it's highly likely that you've felt betrayed yourself. Maybe it's a club. They tell you you're indispensable. Yes, we're going to keep you on. You're vital for going forward for the future of the club. And and then you get called in for an unexpected meeting and told to clear out your locker or clear your office out. Or maybe it's the phone ringing in the middle of the night and you've been let go. Club's moving on, different direction and all that. Or maybe you've experienced betrayal in another way. A spouse or partner who cheated on you, someone who was unfaithful. Maybe it was an agent who misled you, told you, yeah, yeah, I've I've got tons of clubs ready for you, lined up for you, and then trial after trial and, and nothing comes of it. Life is full of betrayal and the footballing life, maybe even more so. On this Spy Wednesday of Holy Week, I want to leave you with one more scene, one more picture of Jesus dealing with betrayal. Luke records that while Jesus hung on the cross, with criminals on either side of him, the soldiers gambled for his clothing. Jesus said these words, Father, forgive them, 
for they do not know what they do. Jesus had been betrayed by just about everyone that can possibly betray a person in this life. Judas, a traitor, had sold him out. Peter, one of his closest friends, had verbally disowned him three times. His best friends abandoned him in the middle of the night to save their own necks. The religious leaders were calling for his life. The Romans disregarded him. The words of the prophet Isaiah come to mind. Isaiah 53.3, he was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain. Like one from whom people hide their faces, he was despised, and we held him in low esteem. And yet, in spite of the massive betrayal and rejection, we see Jesus still loving, still forgiving, even in the painful moments of his death on a cross. Well, in the days since Aubameyang drove away from the stadium in frustration, it seems to me as though he's been restored to the team. He's off the pace for the 22 goals he scored in each of the last two seasons, but it seems as he's been forgiven as he's had a starting spot and contributed in the last couple games. Maybe your own story in football or in life has a betrayal moment where forgiveness is needed. A friend recently commented to me, you know, we cannot perform our way into forgiveness. We can't apologize enough. We can't pay enough reparations or enough in restitution. But there is hope for us. Hope if we will surrender ourselves to Jesus and receive his forgiveness. If we will but see Jesus' example and follow suit, then we in turn will be able to forgive others who have hurt, who have betrayed us. This Wednesday, this Spy Wednesday, for the spaces where you and I have been betrayed, for the spaces and places where we've been the betrayer, I want to encourage you to join me in this prayer and receive in these moments maybe forgiveness or maybe a vision and a future and a path towards being forgiven by someone else. Let me pray. Into my betrayal, I receive the grace of the Father. Into my betrayal, I receive the forgiveness of the Son. Into my betrayal, I receive the renewal of the Spirit. Come Father, come Jesus, come Spirit, blessed three in one. Amen. Well, this is Rev. Brad coming to you on the Spy Wednesday from the Touchline.